This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Tour. Back again with you guys for another show. First things first, I hope that you can hear me. And I'm relying on the chat box to honestly tell me whether, first of all, that you can. Uh, that is my priority because we have had audio problems galore in the past 12 hours. Yesterday evening, we recorded the preview show, which I'll talk a little bit more about in a second. And, uh, yeah, Gabriel Compressor had at a moment. You know you know the bit in the game against Forrest where Gabriel passed it straight to Lingard in the box? Gabriel Compressor did exactly that same thing. And we had to use the backup Rhoda holding uh, to come in and, and play the game, unfortunately. But great news from the sounds of the door, from the what, sounds of the chat box. Chat box doesn't make sounds, but the, the, what I'm seeing in the chat box uh, is positivity that Gabriel Compressor has made a full recovery and that you can indeed hear me absolutely fine and loud and clear, which is fantastic. So no rotor holding this morning. Gabriel Compressor is back and ready to play. Uh, good morning, everybody joining us live. Good morning, everybody joining us on audio platforms and, of course, on Catch Up on YouTube as well. Do drop a like on the video. Subscribe to this 40,000 subscriber channel. It just feels weird saying it, but I like it. I want to continue to say it. But uh, good morning to everybody in the chat box. I had a little uh, chat with uh, a few people yesterday about kind of what we should do to celebrate 40,000. And the general consensus was to not celebrate 40,000, but instead, when we finally hit 50,000, which could be summertime next year, maybe, who knows, we'll see, that we do a live show in London somewhere, we get an audience, we do stuff that way. I think that would be uh, great. So I think that would be a better thing to do when we hit 50,000. Whenever that happens. So if you want to see a live show, if you want to come along and you're local and you live London-wise or you can get to London next summertime, subscribe and help us get there because that's what we're going to do when we hit the 50,000 subscriber mark. Very much looking forward to that. Should be great. Anyway, good morning to everybody joining us live in the chat box. Hope you're doing good and well. James, good morning to you. To Olu and Anthony and Gunerate David. Good morning to Arsenal Analyze. Good morning to Louis and Black Shine. Good morning to Kaiser. Uh, Damien and Temi and Hamster, Paul and Bradley, good morning, uh, good afternoon, good evening, where you happen to be. Mike in Perth, uh, good morning to Al Hassan, good morning to Aidan uh, and everybody else joining us as well. Hope you're having a great 
time uh, this week. We've made it to match day. Of course, Arsenal play against FC Zurich tonight. But before I tell you more about that, you've got one day, less than one day, in fact. You've got until 7.30pm tonight to get involved with the latest football prize, which is the signed Odegaard and Smith Rowe shirt. Uh, there are, I think, just over 80 tickets have now been sold, which means a crazy 40, I think more than 45, I think 150 tickets went on sale. So around 70 tickets are still left, which means you've got a great chance of winning if you get involved. So last chance to get tickets today, uh, link down in the description. Uh, moving forward, as I said, Arsenal play Zurich tonight. And yesterday evening, when Gabriel Compressor was having a bit of a mare, we did records our preview show, which is full of comedy and content of StreamYard proportions. If you know what I'm talking about, you would have watched the show. Um, I was joined by Paul and Dom to have a good chat about tonight's game, uh, where we think things could go, who might play, who might not play, uh, and what we can expect. So if you haven't yet watched that, it is the last upload on the channel. And thank you to the people that are tweeting me saying that they hate YouTube's new look. I agree with you. I don't like it. I don't understand why when you click on a channel and you click on videos, it only shows the videos that have been uploaded and you have to actually click on a live tab to get all the live uploads. So for those of you that are clicking on the YouTube going, I can't find anything, Click the live tab. All of the shows come up there. I do always leave the upload uh, part on the homepage as well, so you can see the latest uploads, but it's so frustrating. Uh, I don't know why YouTube decided to change the way they did it because it's really hurt live channels like this. I do produce some recorded content, but very rarely compared to the live content, which is every day. So if you're wondering where they disappeared to, that's that's where they've gone. Um, Arsenal's Europa League opponents have been confirmed after yesterday's Champions League games, of course, were confirmed. We've got the likes of uh, Barcelona, of course, dropping into uh, our situation, which is hilarious. Let's be honest, it is hilarious. Ajax uh, by Leverkusen, Sporting Lisbon, Salzburg, uh, which I would love to, to obviously get drawn against and, and potentially go and see. Uh, I'd love to go out to Salzburg. That'd be amazing. Uh, Shakhtar Genets lost 4-0 to Leipzig at home, which left them uh, in third place after they had the chance to go second, but they'll play Europa League football. Sevilla uh, finished third on five points as well, uh, and Juventus ended up being in third place. Amazingly, Benfica managed to come top of the group, which is amazing for them, considering PSG were said to be one of the favourites of the tournament as well. So, yeah, uh, amazing stuff. Uh, a lot of really good teams dropping into our our competition. I don't want to call it our competition. The competition we happen to be in this season. That's how we should probably best describe it. Um, I don't really know why <laughs> that's a slide. That tells you how much effort I've put into the slides this morning. Apologies for that. Um, but yeah, we've got Danilo being linked with the club. I'm just going to sort this out. It's clearly in the whole chaos of all the audio stuff. I completely forgot to even sort out everything. He isn't Facundo Torres. He is indeed Danilo. And Danilo, who I'm just going to write the word Danilo now, is continuing to be linked with the move to Arsenal. The Palmeiras midfielder will indeed, it seems, be allowed to leave in January. Palmeiras, the Brazilian side, didn't want to let him go in the uh, summer transfer window because they still had uh, a situation where they had to play the Copa Libertadores. So that's why we've not seen him move anywhere else. Yes, you can all laugh at me in the chat box. There you go. Um, but Danilo could yet still move to Arsenal. Um, so that's really positive news for us. And we'll have to watch out for this one in January. Uh, William Saliba, uh, also, who I've just corrected whilst on the fly, uh, he is being rumoured to have verbally agreed a new contract with Arsenal. Reports have been suggested online. I personally cannot corroborate that story as of yet. I 
I hope that it's true. I pray that it's true. Uh, but hopefully we can hear more potentially about Saliba signing a new contract in the near future. But there are whispers and rumours uh, going through social media that supposedly a verbal agreement has already been made between the player and the club, which is great. Uh, now, I attended the open training session yesterday at London Colney and the press conference. So the pictures you can see are actually ones I've taken, which is kind of crazy. Uh, El Nenny trained and could play uh, today against FC Zurich and make his return. I talked a bit about this more so on the preview show yesterday, but I'm actually really excited about the fact that this means with El Nenny back that Lokonga can finally play in his more natural role in that left-sided eight position. I tipped Lokonga to be my five-star performer. If indeed El Nenny does start the game tonight and Lokonga can play in that slightly advanced Xhaka role, I look forward to hopefully seeing a really positive performance from him. It's a massive opportunity if that is the situation, but I'm hoping anyway that we find uh, Lokonga finding himself back to his best, if that makes sense. Uh, Bakaya Saka was also present and trained uh, after missing what Arteta described to be one to two sessions. Uh, it was really, really great. Obviously, when he ran out unscathed, he was basically said, we were told anyway, that he'd received some bruising from the kicks that he'd suffered on Sunday against Nottingham Forest, but has recovered now and will be in the squad uh, tomorrow. Whether or not he'll play is another thing. But he, should, he was said to be available for selection tomorrow, or rather today and tonight. So it means that he should certainly be in that squad, maybe, hopefully, in the starting lineup against Chelsea as well. Uh, and the biggest news uh, and the biggest surprise when he jogged out onto London Colony's training fields was that Alexander Zinchenko, uh, Alex, is back. Uh, he is in training and fighting to be available as soon as possible. Arteta confirmed that he'd taken part in just a couple of sessions. This was his second one, with his first one being yesterday. I'd be surprised if he was in the squad tonight, to be honest. Maybe he'll get 10 minutes if, he, if he's indeed deemed to be ready to come back. I wouldn't rush him at all. We don't need to rush him. Uh, we've got Tierney to play tonight. We've got Tom Yasu who can play against Chelsea on Sunday. I think we've got plenty of options available to us. Speaking of Chelsea, Chelsea decided to go with a rather strong team for their dead rubber yesterday. I was quite pleased to see how strong of a team they went with, uh, considering their game meant nothing. And they still struggled through to beat Dinamo Zagreb of Amiang not getting on the score sheet. And again, another tangent. I don't know if you've seen the BT Sport promotional material for the game on Sunday. Abamian going Arsenal. It's not personal. <laughs> Please let us win. Please, for the love of all that's good and pure in the world, let us win that game. And as Dave rightly points out in the chat box, Chilwell suffered an injury as well, which means that only Kukurea will be available. So that means they'll have to change their back line as well. Again, injuries mean nothing. It's about how you play on the day that's really, really important. Uh, Mikel Artel did complete his press conference, of which I was in attendance, and managed to get another question in to him uh, about, I was asking about Elneny and Lukonga, the dynamic between them, and whether or not it's been a frustration that Lukonga hasn't been able to play further forward because Elneny's been out. I was hoping to get a bit more explanation. It's my fault. I need to get better at asking questions and structuring my questions better. I, I certainly am new to this and certainly need to be in a better position to try and get better answers. But Arteta did say that Lukonga being the most natural player, of course, was why he's been playing that role, and that's why they've put him in there. But I was hoping to get some more on on by Lukonga playing. Maybe if Lukonga plays further forward tonight, I can link that in when I'm in the press conference tonight because I'll be in attendance this evening for the game as well. Um, 
<laughs> this was great. Uh, sitting next to Jane ben, James Bench, sorry, in the uh, presser, and he made the the leap to ask the question around Gabriel Martinelli uh, signing a brand new contract potentially. And uh, <laughs> rather funnily, I don't, you've probably all watched it back now, the video on either the Arsenal way where you can watch back both Arteta's press conference and Martinelli's press conference as well. Uh, he said he just needs a pen uh, to sign that brand new contract. He is, it's its seemingly um, infatuated with Arsenal. He loves Arsenal. He's a great guy, by the way. He, like Before we started the presser, when we finished the press conference, really friendly, really kind guy. Um, could not say a bad word about him. Uh, really lovely uh, lad to speak to. Um, and so, yeah, really positive seeing how he spoke. Uh, I asked him a question specifically about the fact that Obviously, we've known we've challenged him to get more minutes. He was able to do that last season. We've challenged him to try and score more goals, and he's doing that this season. And so what is the next step for him? What is that next thing that's going to take him to that next level? He simply said he wanted to score more goals and get more assists, and I pushed him on that. I said rather technically, kind of from a dribbling standpoint, from a creativity standpoint. And he says that he doesn't lack confidence, um, that he needs to potentially be maybe more calm in certain positions. Um, But it's going to be great to see Martinelli develop and improve and grow another interesting point was asked uh, by sky about kind of his position and he said quite openly that he would happily play as a central striker if given the opportunity to do that and he would like to play that position if given the opportunity as well so but he was also very happy playing in his wide left role too so really interesting um to hear from martinelli but great that it seems to be very much like that he will be signing that brand new contract uh, very, very soon. I did think in the moment when he was saying about his contract, if you're the player's agent you're trying to get the best deal for your client, he hasn't helped all that much, has he? <laughs> he hasn't really particularly helped your cause in trying to uh, convince you to be able to sign a brand new contract. But uh, no, it was great hearing from Martinelli. It seems to be really good news that we should be getting soon. Uh, on his situation, no less. And fingers crossed we get some some really good news uh, on him very soon indeed. Uh, but that completes all of today's stories, which means we're going to move to part two and your questions right after this. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Okay, let's jump into the chat box and see what you guys have been chatting about. I think I did see a few questions pop up whilst I was uh, talking through all of the stories. Uh, Let's scroll up a little bit more to see if I did indeed miss anything. Um, Cam says 40,000 was enough to fill Highbury onto 60,000 to fill the Emirates. When you think about it like that, that's... That is mad. That is crazy. Thank you so much for everybody that helps support the channel. 
Um, Red Star says the new black sub button is also bad. The red one was iconic. Have they changed it to to black now? Didn't even know that. Um, I mean, I can't complain about the color black. I, I wear it all the time. I'm now going to get people leaving comments going, black isn't a color, it's a shade. I know, I know. I can just see it happening already. Um, Jonathan says, Tom, where is the live tab? Uh, that's a great question. Uh, why don't I just share the uh, the YouTube home screen with you uh, and then I can actually show it to you on the screen about what I'm talking about and why I'm so frustrated uh why youtube is doing this so this is obviously the youtube homepage for the channel uh this is on desktop so obviously you'll have this on your phones as well but you can see what i mean you've got home you've got videos you've got shorts which i have produced a couple uh and you've got live now live is where you see all of our live videos so whilst when you click on videos it shows you all of the uploaded content we've done which is obviously the honeymoon series uh, the live tab is where you'll see all of our latest live uploads. But as I said, on the home page, what you will have here is you've got a tab that says uploads. So it's got all of our latest videos. And then you've got the Arsenal News Show, the morning show. You've got the Arsenal Transfer Show for when we do that in the summer. You've got the raw reactions for all the games uh, as well in one place. All the preview shows in one place. All the Let's Talk Arsenal shows in one place. Loan watches, uh, tactical breakdowns. Uh, and the phone-in show, which I haven't done in a long time, to be fair, but we'll probably bring that back round during the World Cup for more content. Uh, and that little blue check mark as well, <laughs> which I didn't have to pay $8 a month to get that little blue tick at all. <laughs> so that's really positive. If you get one on Twitter, that might be rather different. Um, let's scroll down and get some more questions from the chat box, though. Uh, let's go to James Curry, who says, Tom, for those of us who haven't been, what was your your impression of the training facilities. I have talked a bit about this in the past uh, and I was there with, with Dan George from Varvel uh, yesterday as well. Um, and he, when we were walking out, he actually said he turned around, he was like, this never, this, this never loses its kind of magic walking through the Arsenal training ground. I think it's something that potentially you end up maybe taking for granted. The more you go, you don't kind of get those same feelings, especially if you're not an Arsenal fan, because some of the people that cover Arsenal, of course, aren't Arsenal fans. Um, it's just their job to cover Arsenal. But in the case of me, who's like Arsenal, you know, for life, it's, uh, it is a surreal feeling. It is strange. And when, you know, I was in that press conference after the game against Nottingham Forest, and I'm trying to, you know, remain composed asking a question to Arteta there, it is it's it really it's yeah like your heart's racing a million miles an hour i imagine that will calm and i'll get used to that period is the more that this happens the more it goes on and i'm certainly challenging myself to do that but the training ground in particular it's clean it's modern it's the, the grass when you walk on it is just unreal like it sounds mad talking about grass in that way because it's just grass but just you know all you want to do is kick a football on it like it just it just welcomes you it's just drawing you in you want to go and play five aside or something on that pitch it's uh it's meant to mimic that of the emirates so that's great but uh yeah the facilities all of it is so modern so high tech and uh it's it's just a very nice welcoming place to be uh so why so many great players have indeed moved so there you go um let's go to uh lynn who says tom after watching chelsea last night potter played a very open game if he plays the same system, would you say that we have a good chance of winning? I think we've got a great chance of winning, to be honest, whatever type of system we have got. You know, if we play them with what we've been using against an open style that they've got, or if they even used a more closed system, the back three, I think we've still got a great chance of winning. Um, I think if they play in a naive way, we should get a great result. 
but they've got so many injuries at the moment that they're kind of limited, especially defensively, of what they can do. I'm really looking forward to the game, and I'm hoping that we can get a big, big result in it as well. Uh, Norwegian Gunnar says, uh, what about the links to Martin Terrier, uh, the Wren forwards? Uh, I haven't seen loads of him, but I know that he's scoring loads of goals, but I would need to do more research into him uh, if the links turn out to have much credibility. But I haven't personally spoken to anyone that's suggested that. I haven't seen those links from anything uh, that would make me think, yeah, absolutely, we're going to see him pop up the Emirates. Just one of those links that we'll cover and uh, talk about if indeed we get more legitimate um, confirmation on Arsenal's interest in the player. And Mazzino Jr. says, Hi Tom, do you think that Austin Trusty would be good enough to compete with Gabriel since he's left-footed? Uh, I've talked about this before. I think that Trusty has done very well at Birmingham. I think that we should be keeping an eye on him. I don't think we should be ruling the possibility of him returning to Arsenal out next season. Could be a really good money saver for Arsenal that we can then reinvest that money that we could have spent on a backup to to Gabriel elsewhere in the team and get a better player elsewhere. And I think if you've got a player good enough, great, go and do it. Uh, Dave says, was your impression that Arteta will go strong this evening, at least at the outset? Yeah, I I do. I think he will. And I think that he certainly indicated that he has an intention to play a relatively strong team to try and get the, 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 the job done. Um, I still think we'll see plenty of players rotated, but I think Jesus has got a really good chance of starting. I think that there's a chance we might see Erdegaard play tonight. I think one of the two centre-backs will play. Tierney will play. I have a feeling we, we could see Cedric. We'll have to wait and see. Um, but I think there's an opportunity that, we, yeah, that we're going to go relatively strong at home to try and get the job done and, and rest players and not have to worry about bringing players on later on in the game to try and rescue a result. Um, Nimish says, uh, who would you like to face in the Europa League knockout stages for a good away day trip? Well, Salzburg, obviously. I'd love to go and visit Salzburg. Apparently, it's great. I was speaking to Sam Dean the other day who went there to watch Chelsea play um, Salzburg and said it's it's a brilliant city. So I would love to go to Salzburg. Great for a weekend, apparently. So, yeah, I think Salzburg would have to be the one. Uh, they have to obviously get through their round of 32 knockout stage first before they get to the round of 16. But, yeah, would love to see that. Um, no Fox given. Uh, just ask FOX for those that were listening and wondering. Uh, and not a question, Tom. Just wanted to say how inspiring it is that you've made it into the press box questioning our amazing players and manager and at the best time ever to do it in 15 years. Thanks, mate. I really appreciate the kind words. And it isn't lost on me, you know, to quit your job two years ago then, but you do this. It just uh, I, I'd always say to people, I was like, if you're not happy with what you're doing, and you can find an avenue, and I know that it's not available to everybody to find an avenue easily out to do something else. But if you can work at finding a way to try and do something that you enjoy, that you love doing, just try and do it. You know, just try and do it. But its I know how difficult it is, especially at the, the world as it is right now, to do that. Um, yeah, it's very tough indeed. But if you can find a way to do something that you enjoy, um then then try try and do it because it's you know i would say it's certainly in my case it's it's worked uh it's worked out and it was worth the risk so if you can find a way and you're in a stable position to be able to do that then do it um try and find a way to do something that you love um it's you only get one life so you know take the opportunities that, that come your way if you can uh Jasha says tom is it possible to build on the emirates stadium to increase the capacity I don't think it's possible to build on the stadium, but I think there's a potential to build within the stadium, but it might mean reducing leg room. Um, 
I, I think there was a decision made to not add a certain number of extra seating into the stadium so they could then enable the, the stadium to be more comfortable for those in there. But, you know, with the more, if Arsenal get to a position where they are competing for titles year on year, if they are competing in the Champions League year on year, then there is going to be discussions around, you know, the stadium and the development of the stadium and what they can do to the stadium. But it's not like one of those old grounds where you have four stands that are connected by the little side, the corner parts that have now been built at most stadiums. It's not as easy as to just take those down and make them bigger like they can do at Anfield, for instance. The Emirates is a bowl, so it's it's very, very different. It's very difficult to be able to do that in the same way. There's no doubt in my mind, though, that the Emirates absolutely needs to be refurbished. It needs to be improved. It needs to be modernized and brought, uh, and brought forwards because it does feel very 2006 still in a lot of areas, and it still needs a lot of change to happen to it as well. Um, Mad, thank you for the kind question. The 10-year anniversary was good. I should stress because some people were saying, hold on, you only got married this year. It's the 10-year anniversary of, of me and G being together. <laughs> so it's not, 10 years have not passed in the space of a couple of months. But uh, yeah, it was very nice. Thank you for asking. Uh, Olu says, uh, in response to Elliot, uh, Elliot's put a question. Do you think El Nenny's return precludes us from finding a six in January? I hope not. I don't think so. But you never know. And Ollie's replied saying, I would rather wait to the summer to get a top-class number six for what it's worth, I would rather El Nenny than Douglas Luiz or Danilo until the summer. Wow. So you prefer El Nenny over someone like Danilo. I would recommend going watching Danilo. I think there's a really, really fantastic player there. And I think he would offer us a lot more than El Nenny currently offers us. Um, but I agree with you regarding Douglas Luiz. If you said to me that you can keep El Nenny till the summer and sign someone great or sign Douglas Luiz in January and then potentially miss out on someone great in the summer, you obviously lean towards El Nenny. I think that's the obvious choice for Arsenal to do. Um, let's go to uh, Livy, who says, this stadium talk makes me feel edgy. The last stadium build brought a slump in results. Um, yeah, it did bring a, a slump in results. Like Financially, it absolutely did undermine our competitiveness in the league that contained teams that suddenly had massive investment. They didn't foresee Chelsea and Man City being the teams they are when they made the plans to build the stadium. And so therefore, um, it, it's kind of been undermined what their plan was. And we have seen definitely, uh, we are still coming out of that period. I mean, we are starting to only really see the genuine recovery from the, the building of the stadium. And we need to make sure that we improve upon that now says are you doing an advert today no i told you nordvpn was for two weeks they were very very supportive they helped us upgrade the channel improve the infrastructure of the channel greatly um maybe they'll be back uh we'll have to wait and see but uh, there's more stuff to come on the channel don't worry we're uh uh, there's always things being explored and I'm looking forward to seeing where the channel goes. Uh, there's things in the pipeline though, so don't you worry. Uh, Isoa says, is there need for a different type of forward player to switch the style when the attack is suffering? And Isoa, I think when, what this points to specifically is that one of the reasons why we've missed out on Emil Smith-Rowe, you know, we've really missed out on his variation to the outright wingers that we have in uh, in Saka and in Martinelli. I know we have Vieira, who can play in a wider role, but Smith Rowe's a lot more direct. He's a lot less creative than, say, Vieira. He's more direct, wants to score goals and play in that kind of style. So I think we've missed Smith Rowe, and I think that leads into your question. Regarding the potential variation in a striker, so your classic plan B, Fernando Llorente, uh, Marouane Fellaini, who wasn't a striker, but certainly came on and played there for Man United at times. 
you know, these types of players, uh, I don't know whether or not it's the right thing for Arsenal to go out and buy one of those just for the sake of buying a plan B striker. What does it add? Should we be in a position where we're going to need one of those players and we have to invest in one of those players? I think that you should, if you can, look to bring in, say, a youth option that's very that's of a varied kind of variety. Uh, doesn't make any sense. You know what I mean? Of a varied style. We had Nikolai Moller. We sent him out on loan. He's very tall. He's meant to be good in the air, but quality-wise has not been good enough. And that's why he's not really proven himself a Victoria Cole last season or Den Bosch at the end of last season or this season so far. So it's difficult. Um, I don't know whether or not buying a plan B is really the right pathway yet. So we'll have to wait and see. Um, Dumanguna says, uh, stadium upgrades don't need to stop at seating, not just the match-going fans, maybe a box park-like venue nearby for fans who can't get match tickets. That's actually quite a cool idea. Um, obviously, when Arsenal were in the... Um, were in the uh, FA Cup final. They played the FA Cup final in the Emirates. Now, I think it'd be very difficult to kind of erect a, a situation where you've got like extra seating and screens. Uh, and I don't know what it, in terms of licensing, uh, if that's possible. But I suppose if you can view football in pubs, I don't really see why that would be a problem. But selling tickets is different. You know, selling tickets to watch games is the broadcast on different channels is, I think there might be obstacles from a legal perspective preventing that that's just off the top of my head i'm not an expert that's just me theorizing so there you go um let's go to Mohammed says hi tom uh why do most journalists ask silly and repetitive questions in the presses most of the time why not ask important and strong questions about our squad and plans to strengthen compared with our rivals um i think that why you think that it's frustrating seeing the questions being asked uh, rather than seeing questions get asked about our squad. There's a number of reasons. Firstly, I don't think necessarily it's a silly and repetitive to ask what the team situation is. Uh, and I think that questions are asked because they have to be asked. Some questions absolutely have to be asked, like if they're the latest on the team, um, the latest on contract situations, because if there's an opportunity to get information in that way, then go and do it. Also, you have to remember the fact that, you know, you're in, we are, in a sense, invited to press conferences. We are invited to be there. And so you have to have a level of, you're not going to go in and start asking, you know, really invasive things like that. Otherwise, why would they want to have you back sort of thing? So you need to be aware of where you are. You need to be asking sensible questions. However, there is also a part that, that Arteta has a way of answering certain questions in some ways. Like, he will not be drawn on transfer targets. He will not be drawn on players of other clubs. He will not be drawn on even team news at some stages. He's built up a repertoire of responses to certain questions. Now, those questions still have to be asked because like in the case of Bakaya Saka yesterday, we found out that he was indeed available. We found out that Zinchenko's returned. You know, things like that you have to ask. And when Martinelli was being asked about his contract, he gave great answers about his contract. So those questions have to be asked. I think potentially, Mohamed, you're underestimating the situation sometimes. And if you ask certain questions, he isn't going to give you an answer because he does, A, he doesn't have to. He can give you an answer to, to whatever he likes and however he likes. And so if he doesn't want to give you an answer, he doesn't have to. Same with the players. The players don't want to give you an answer to a question. And I've had it happen to me. They will just refuse to answer it. 
So it's down to the journalist to try and ask a question that's going to try and get the best answer possible. And you might think your question's great, you know, and not get an answer. Like uh, after the game against Nottingham Forest, um, James Benj at CBS asked about uh, whether or not Saka should get more protection from referees, which is a completely fair question and certainly one that I would want to know the answer to. And Arteta just simply went, that's a question for them. Like, you know, he just shot it down. So even when you think you've got a great question or certainly one worth asking, you never know whether or not you're going to get the answer that you want. Um, so it's a challenge coming up with good questions. Um, but it certainly isn't a challenge of making sure that you ask questions when you're aware of your surroundings and aware of where you are. Uh, I think that's very important. So it's certainly an area of my... Um, kind of career that I know I need to work on. It's an area of development that I need to improve on is my question structure. I need to make sure that I get better at it. But that only happens by doing it more. So the more I speak, the more I ask questions, the more I go to the mix zone, the more I do those things, hopefully I can get better at them. Hopefully I can get better answers and stuff like that. So I think hopefully that provides some uh, questions. Um, let's go to, uh, <laughs> Mad says, I bet so many journalists have the same questions. And when someone else asks that, you must go, oh, no, <laughs> in the most polite way. Yeah, you know, obviously that's going to happen. There's lots of people in the press room. There's lots of people that want to ask questions and you're going to have the same ones. So that's why it's important to have backups. You know, it's important to have a question that you want to ask. Now, I try to think, I, I kind of know where I'm at. You know, I'm very new. I'm very new to this environment. I know that there is going to be a lot of people that ask questions before me. And if I get to ask a question, it's a privilege to be able to do that. But to be in that position, I know that I need to be able to have a question that's ready that probably won't be asked. So yesterday, when knowing that Martinelli was coming up, I knew that someone else was going to ask about um, Brazil. I knew someone else was going to ask about his contract. I knew someone else was going to ask about you know some other topic to do with where he might play positionally and so for me I thought oh maybe no one's going to ask him about what he personally needs to do to reach that next level in his game now he's been playing and scoring goals so it's about trying to also guess what other questions are going to be asked and have if you have your question asked which can be frustrating that you have a backup in place that you have and not just a plan b but a plan c d e and have those available to you so it's important to have those. Um, so there you go. Uh, Mohammed responds, says, uh, I know uh, I know what you mean, Tom. Uh, like, uh, do Arsenal plan like our rivals, for example? Chelsea already signing Nkunku now in October, and they're close to others in the opinion of spending spree for rivals. Yes, Arsenal do plan. Edu spoke to ESPN Brazil before the summer window and talked about Arsenal's plan. So there is without a doubt in my mind that the club will have had meetings. Arteta and Edu would have been speaking about the plan for January. I'm absolutely sure that that happens. Um, I have no doubt in my mind that they would have planned uh, a, a job for the for the January window. Uh, thanks, Clive. Really appreciate that. Um, <laughs> Clive texted me yesterday after watching the uh, presser. Um, yeah, look, the, the thing is, the, the question I asked to Arteta about El Nenny. In retrospect, I think I could have been a little bit more specific in how I asked it because I wanted to know more about the frustration of what Lokonga could have provided at that number eight role that he hasn't been able to. The answer that I got was more around Lokonga's been playing there because he's the most natural option while Partey and Elneny have been out at different points of the season. So that's on me. You know, that's not... Arteta didn't give me the answer that I necessarily wanted. That's not down to him. That's down to me not asking the best question that I can ask. 
So it needs to be better. So it's all about, you know, self-reflection, self-improvement, self-feedback. So definitely, definitely need to get better at, at, at question structure. And it's something that I need that will come with time and will improve with time, I'm sure. Uh, Answer says, I'm wondering if people want Declan Rice as a number six or a number eight. As a number six, he's not brilliant. As an eight, he's amazing. He has that Xhaka-like engine about him. I think that, and, you know, ironically with Clive in the chat, it's something that we've talked about on the channel. I know that he's talked about... Um, on the Arsenal Vision podcast, is that the idea of this six is kind of outdated. The idea of someone who just is going to sit in front of the back four and sweep up and deal with any danger and protect them and shield them as best they can is kind of an outdated kind of theory. You know, a number six these days isn't really a number six. It's kind of a deep number eight, if you like. I mean, effectively, a number eight is what all central midfielders are. And then they specialize into number eights that are more advanced or they're number eights that are more defensive. And that's kind of what a central midfielder is. There isn't really a number six anymore. There's not really number tens anymore. There's number eights that do different jobs in the center part of the midfield. And Arsenal need to find that competitive number eight that can play deep and do the role that Partey does, which he does obviously so fantastically well. And ultimately, we need to find a player that's going to give us competition to Partey and also potentially replace him in the future. Is Declan Rice that person? I kind of agree with you that I think that he would play well in that Xhaka role. I still think he would play well deeper and play in, in place of Thomas Partey. But if you're Declan Rice and you're looking at Arsenal and you're looking at Chelsea and you're going, well, N'Golo Kante is coming to the end of his time at the club. I know that I'm going to be better than Kovacic. I know that I'm going to be better than Jorginho. And I rate both of those players. But I think that Declan Rice knows if they spend £100 million on him, he's going to play there. Now, if you come to Arsenal... You've got to compete with Thomas Partey for now. And that's a that's a tough ask. Where if you're Jude Bellingham and you're looking at the situation, I think that Jude Bellingham is different because I think that he knows if he's bought by Arsenal, he'll play over Xhaka. And Xhaka will have to compete for that role. Even though he's been great, he will have to absolutely fight tooth and nail to keep it. Whereas I think Partey, just because of who Partey kind of is, will play. Bellingham, I think, has got a great, a much greater chance of integration into the Arsenal team because of the position that he's kind of uh, acclimatised to. And I think that role alongside Partey would be great. Imagine a midfield with, which contains Odegaard, Partey and Bellingham. Like, that is goals, you know, and in, in both a theoretical and literal sense. So, yeah. Really important that we get the right player come the summer transfer window. Um, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Thank you, everybody, for uh, asking questions and leaving comments. Really appreciate it. Um, and uh, a massive thank you, as always, for helping with supporting the channel and supporting me. I, I really, really do appreciate it. Uh, drop a like on the video. Subscribe to the channel if you're new. Help us on our way to 50K. Uh, and potentially with the idea of a live show in the future. The closer we get to it, the closer we get to organizing a live show to celebrate it. I really want to put that together. Who knows? Maybe I can even rope Clive Palmer into coming along to our panel. Uh, it would be an absolute pleasure. Uh, <laughs> anyway, have a great day. Uh, I will hopefully maybe see some of you at the game a little bit later on tonight. I will be in the press box for that, uh, and maybe potentially having a, a soft drink or two before the game somewhere as well. Um, so do uh, say hello. It's always a pleasure to meet people. It was great meeting a few people before the game against Forrest. Um, it was a great, actually, just before I go. I don't know who it was. I can't, for the life of me, and I apologise, I can't remember the guy's name. Guy comes cycling past, stops on his bike and goes, are you, are you talking? <laughs> it's just such a surreal experience. 
but it's lovely meeting people uh, who say they love the morning shows, they love the, the 8 a.m. shows, and it helps them on their way to work, it helps them on their way to school or whatever, or wherever you watch it. Uh, I really appreciate it. So thank you, everybody. I will see you very soon. Paul, I will indeed wrap up warm. I will be taking the big coat tonight, that is for sure. Uh, but got plenty of work to get on with. And I look forward to hopefully Arsenal qualifying for the round of 16 of the Europa League with a fantastic victory and hopefully plenty of goals from Gabriel Jesus. Go watch our preview show that we did yesterday. But it's been a real pleasure as it always is. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.